My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, everybody, as we lead up to Flip Hacking Live, I've got a really exciting interview for you guys today, and we're going to send it out to you and let you watch it like real time. So the um, what we're going to talk about today is how we can have the IRS the IRS pay for your trip to Flip Hacking Live. How awesome would it be? Most of you guys are sitting around right there going, oh, I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know if I should go in. A lot of times it comes down to money. And I've talked about it a ton. It's really not money. It comes down to value. However, let's talk to money today because how can we get the IRS to pay for your trip to make it like 100% free for you somehow? If I could do that, I bet there's no possible way that you're sitting there listening to this going, oh, well, I can't go because I can't afford it. Well, you can because the IRS can pay for it. So I got Tommy Thornburg on the podcast today and on the show with you, um, Prime Corporate Services. He's been on the show before, like last year around this time, I think. But uh, today we're going to talk about something different. And he's actually going to share a screen and talk through some of the things that um, that you could do to let the IRS pay for a trip like this and a bunch of other stuff. So Tommy, welcome. I love it. Thank you for having me back. I can't believe it's been a year. Has it been a year since I was on here last? It's got to be close to it. It might have been in January, December, something like that. I don't know. But I think it was, yeah, I think it's been almost a year. Man, time flies. You know that. I know. It's wild. Well, thank you for having me back. I, I'm excited to be here, and I'm super, super excited for the event, especially with the time of year, right? There's so many people and so many business owners that wait until January, February, March to do their tax planning. It's too late, right? You know, as a business owner, as you generate income, and even if you're just getting started, tax planning starts now. The fourth quarter of the year is really when there's opportunity to make business-related expenses. It should be like a business shopping spree if you had a good year where you can invest back into your business to help you grow, help you scale, because it's use it or lose it. If you don't invest it into your business, you're going to pay it in the form of taxes so for those of you that are on the fence or those of you that haven't even done your first deal, let's make sure you're structured as a business, you're writing these off as business-related expenses, and you're getting a larger tax return or paying less in tax, to Bill's point, the IRS paying for your ticket. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, me too. Because honestly, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. And my tax strategy over the I mean, I've been doing my own taxes since I was really young. I don't do them anymore. But when I turned 18, I got kind of kicked out of the house, I had to go to college, and I had to figure out my taxes. So TurboTax was my friend for a really long time. So buying rental houses, got to the point where I was like, okay, somebody else has to know more than me, hired a CPA. And I was found out that they're not all the same. Uh, because she didn't know more than me. And when I started talking about IRAs, self-directed IRAs, 401ks, solo Ks, all this stuff, she's like, what? And I realized I need to find somebody better. So with all of that, like I've done some really cool things. You mentioned this towards the end of the year, there's like tax strategy, right? Then there's tax like planning, like, okay, we're getting towards the end of the, like you're getting to the third and fourth quarter. I got to start figuring out what to do. And then you've got the actual execution. So like, 
of the taxes, which can happen in January, February, or even all the way up to October for most of you that are listening that do extensions, I'm sure. But for me, like I've done some really cool stuff where, like you said, if you don't spend it, but like so a lot of times you're going to spend it anyway. So if I can move it to this time of year, October, November, December, it's massive because I would take something that I was going to spend in January and spend it in December and sometimes get a credit maybe on marketing or something like that, like pre-buy a bunch of postcards that I know I'm going to buy throughout the year. And what that does is it gives me the benefit a year early, a whole year early. I spend it two weeks early. I get a benefit a whole year early. That, that's what a lot of people don't understand. So I, we're going to talk through a lot of these strategies. I'm sure you've got some great ideas, but I, I honestly, I love this topic and um, I've been doing it forever and I've never thought to like bring it to, to everyone. Like we've actually done a lot of tax strategy behind the scenes with our seven figure altitude members, but this kind of concept, especially for people who are coming, like starting a business for the first time or coming to an event like this for the first time or saying, I can't afford it. It's like, well, let's show, let's show you how you can. So, all right. What do you got, Tommy? Yeah. I'm going to share this here because there's a lot of different areas that I think it's important to, you know, people oftentimes are very visual or for those of you that are extremely logical thinkers, Um, it's very easy to come up with what are business related expenses, two things that the IRS is looking for. Number one, they want to see that you have the intent to treat and operate like a business. So a lot of you, if not all of you should structure yourself as a business, especially if you're listening to this. And then number two is the business expense ordinary or necessary for your business. That's what you need to ask yourself, right? Is it ordinary or necessary? Bill, if you and I go to lunch, that's not necessary, but it's ordinary because naturally we're going to talk about business and that then becomes a deductible expense. So for the overly logical thinker, for the person that's on the fence, for the one that can't decide if they can make it happen, there's a lot of expenses you're going to pay regardless. Not only in the form of a ticket, Some of you may have to buy a flight. Some of you may not. Hotel expense to stay, right? Transportation, meals, miscellaneous. By the way, business meals went from 50% deductible to 100% deductible through the end of the year. That's been a massive savings. All these expenses are kind of averaged out. But if you have $3,000 additional dollars in deductions, this is where it really starts to get fun. Going to an event to learn more is one thing. Taking advantage of deductions that are ultimately anyways expenses or bills that you're going to pay regardless is where this really starts to become exciting. For W-2 workers, you go to work, they take taxes out of your check, they give you what's left, and then you pay your bills. The beauty of being self-employed is it flips that upside down where you go generate your income, you reinvest back into your business, and then you pay taxes on what's left. So whether that's purchasing another property, whether that's improving a property, whether that's investing into yourself, as opposed to just contributing in the form of taxes, this is when it really gets exciting, right? Do you agree? Do you agree there, Bill? Yeah, totally. And in fact, I like when I started in my business, I was flying helicopters and airplanes for the Navy. And so I had just W2 income. And every year I was like, 
okay, I'm going to set up my election so that the government can take a loan from me and then give me money back when my tax return goes through. So I was like April 15th, I got to file before April 15th every year. And I would always get a refund. And for years, I was like, oh man, $1,500, $2,000. This is great. Well, the government held that for like a whole year. And I thought I was smart until then. And then I started a business and I was like, oh my gosh, like I can make a ton of money not really have to pay a ton of taxes on the money that I'm making. And I can creatively determine what like I can, I can something that I use, like, like a computer that I would buy before. I have to have a computer when I'm in the Navy, but the computer was my business. I had a virtual business buy a computer expense. Like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. The ordinary and necessary things that I'm using. Sometimes they're things that I'll be using anyway, but now they're full on business. Like I use them all my my cell phone. My cell phone is used for business 99.9% of the days, weeks, and months, which means my cell phone plan is required to turn my cell phone on to make business phone calls. So like all the things that we're using, the internet here at my office, the office that I had in my house, like when I had office in my house, there's so many things that became, you see office expenses here that became like very helpful for me to reduce my income. And over the years, I've gotten even smarter, even smarter, even smarter. And that's the, that's the key. When you own a business, you determine what your income is, your expense level is, and what you're paying taxes on, not somebody else. And honestly, the tax code is really written for us. It, like it's a double whammy, real estate professionals and business owners. I, regardless of what side of the fence you stand on from a political standpoint, running campaigns is extremely expensive, right? It's very rare for someone running a campaign to not be self-employed. You don't have the money to do it in most cases. So oftentimes the tax code is meant to impact behavior. We're not trying to avoid taxation completely. We, we want to pay our fair share, but there's 72,000 pages of a tax code. And a lot of those are meant to impact business owners because they're the ones that stimulate the economy. So when tax code changes come out every year, more often than not, they're going to benefit businesses and business owners because they're the ones that are supplying the jobs, right? They're the ones that are stimulating the economy. So when politicians make changes, they're not going to make changes that affect them they're not going to make changes that are going to affect their businesses. That's the cash cow for all this additional. So I, I, I try not to get political on either side, but the point to the matter is self-employment is what keeps everything going. And the tax code changes are constantly there for individuals that take a risk. And for those of you that invest into yourself, and hopefully this paints the picture of, even if you haven't done your first deal, you're on the fence buy the ticket, make the trip, structure the business, and write them off as business-related expenses. It's money that's either going to be paid to the government or come back in the form of taxation. Well, let me, let me take it one step further when you talk about kind of the tax code and stuff. Like, if people think that it's like tax evasion or some sort, like the business owner takes the risk, right? So I, I don't necessarily pay a ton of income tax anymore. However, what I do is I employ like 30 people 
And those people pay income tax. Those are W-2 people. I pay payroll tax on every single one of them through my company, which is also an expense that I get to write off. But I pay payroll tax. So I'm paying a ton of tax on those folks. And then they're going, let's just say I pay no tax. It's all it is is shifting the tax burden for me to my entire company, everybody I employ. I pay a lot of sales tax on things. I, like you said, stimulating the economy, stimulate, we, we spend a ton of money, like millions. We spend like three, $4 million a year. It goes back into the economy. It goes back into the payroll service. It goes back into, into different types of tax, which all creates some sort of net income for me that my job is to figure out how to offset that with everything else that I do. So really exciting to know that like the, the W-2 income folks, they really are the people who drive the, the tax world and the business owners get rewarded for taking all of the risk. And so that's why, that's why I sit here perfectly fine without paying taxes every year using creative strategies. Cause I'm also buying, like I'm having to buy apartments. I'm giving people places to live. I'm doing uh, cost segregation and depreciation write-offs. And I'm, there's a lot of risk involved in a lot of this stuff, which is calculated risk. And it's amazing. Like it's so incredible. So if you're sitting there as a W2 employee and you you're thinking about your every April 15th is coming around the tax. I, I my uncle works at my farm from time to time, uh, pretty much almost every day. And I try to pay him and he, he, you know, what he says to me, I, I don't want you to pay me. Like I have to pay tax on that money. I'd rather you not even pay me at all. And I'm like, what? Like wild. So, I mean, I love him and I love the fact that I don't necessarily have to pay him, but he's like, I don't want to pay tax on that money. I'm retired. I'm happy. I'm doing this for fun. Just leave me alone. The tax man has beaten him up so bad for so long. Um, and he worked for like, he worked for the Navy for 25 years. And then he worked for as a government employee for another 25. Of course, that's going to happen, you know? Yeah, I think that uh, it's, it's no secret. And this, a lot of this is more elementary. I've, I've talked to a lot of your altitude members that are much higher level, obviously. And I, I apologize to the altitude members. I'm probably boring you half to death with this stuff because you already know it, but there's, more millionaires made in this country from real estate than any other industry. And there's a reason for that. Not only because there's such great opportunity, but because the tax code is so beneficial to depreciate properties, to provide housing, everyone needs a roof, right? And there's depreciation deductions. It just went a hundred percent by the end of the year, instead of 50% on an accelerated depreciation. So real estate not only is a phenomenal way to generate income and to build wealth, but it's one of the best, if not, I would argue the best opportunity from a tax saving standpoint long-term as well. So um, the plane, right? There's, there's ways to write off the plane on the higher level. There's ways to write off the softwares. Now's the time where even within our organization, we've got about 200 employees total right now. And now's the time where we're really looking at the future of what changes do we need to make to softwares, to phone systems? What apparel can we purchase for our employees next year that can freeload it now, write it off against the taxes for the income this year, and really put us in a position where we can grow and scale next year, as opposed to writing a massive check to the IRS. So. There's tons of benefits on either side of this, regardless of your business, but real estate and depreciation, depreciation is king as far as uh, tax deductions are concerned. Yeah. Can we go back to the previous slide that you had? Sure. And I'm just going to talk through this real quick. So 
right here, like, uh, and when you're looking at this for the event, the, I talk about this all the time. Um, it's, a, it's a decision that you make to come to an event like this. I travel all around the country, go to a ton of events. Number one, I love going to the events. So I get to go to an event. I get to learn something. It's like, uh, it's like traveling to a condensed college for two or three days that I get to learn stuff that I would normally take me six months to a year. I get to experience an immersion over a couple of days, really powerful. I leave with a ton of notes and really a shift in belief for me, which is, that's the biggest thing. So there's a cost to it, but the best part is that I can make it, I can write it off against my business. And that's what we're talking about here. So there is a ticket, like, you know, that you have to buy a ticket to this event, right? Tickets right now, 497, about to go up to 697. And then maybe your VIP, that's a thousand dollars, or maybe you bought your ticket really early, like early bird special at like 197. And so that's going to adjust this, right? And then you might have to fly there. Like Tommy said, you got the hotel for a couple nights and we try to keep the hotels as cheap as we can. Uh, you got transfer, maybe you're Ubering back and forth somewhere. You've got some meals and then you've got some other expenses along the way. Maybe you're going to buy something for your family or things like that. Like, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not an accountant, but, um, there's, there's certain things that you would be able to write off if you bought. Um, and then the other thing that this doesn't show is potentially if you structure this four day trip for your business, you could have fun on the front and fun on the back. Like you could bring your family, go to Disney world on the front, Disney world on the back. And there's ways to build that stuff in too. And you can write off your trip for your flight, your, your travel, all of those things and, and do those kind of uh, trips where some of it would be deductible and some of it's not, but you could even add to this a little bit. So I don't want this number to scare you off. Like, uh, I know that a, a trip like this is somewhere around $1,500 to $2,500 usually may, w without the miscellaneous here, you're right around $2,500. So that's about what the trips cost. I mean, I, I, I sometimes my trips are way more extravagant for um, vacations like this that are combined with business, but pretty much every trip I take as a business owner, I'm trying to figure out how to write it off. So like if I can do a lot of business while I'm there, if I can schedule meetings ahead of time, I can go see clients that we have, other uh, mastermind members, meet with them. And then, I, and then my, my, my family trip or the fun stuff is on the front and the back or, or even mixed in between based on the number of days in a row, there's, you can write all this stuff off. So from this deduction, depending on your tax bracket, so Tommy, t let's, let's talk about that real quick. We got this 3,000 here. If we can go back to the next slide, and let's say we now we can build all of this in too. So now we're sitting around $25,000 in deductions. What, what should they expect to get back from that? Like you, they spent that money. A lot of this is investment into the business that's going to grow the top line revenue. So it's not an, a really a business expense. It's an investment in the future of your business, just like an event. An event is an investment, not an expense. And so now you've got these deductions. What could they expect to see on the backside? Yeah, I think one one thing that I just want to add, if if this is make or break for a business owner long term, I think you're in for a, a rude reality of what what it costs to be a business owner, right? There's rewards from a tax standpoint because there's risk that is involved. And if you're twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars over the course of a year for business related expenses and anyways expenses, it is going to vary. Everyone's situation's different. But where do you fall from a tax bracket standpoint? Usually, if you're paying about 30% in taxes, you can expect to get 30% off of this as a general rule of thumb. It easier could be easily could be more. 
But I think under-promising and over-delivering in this setting is probably the right thing to do. So is 30% a realistic expectation to get back? The more money you make, the more deductions you have, the larger that number is going to be. But 30 to 50%, I think, is very, very realistic for these type of numbers on deductions and a lot of these expenses that you're going to pay regardless. So when Bill says and leads this podcast off with, how does the IRS pay for your ticket? You're going to pay these expenses anyways. Your refund or your deduction should far outweigh this total cost. And that's why I love the way that Bill said, let the IRS pay for the event. Let's structure you as a business. Let's make sure we're showing that they're business-related expenses. You have the intent to be an entrepreneur. You have the ordinary or necessary expenses that it's going to take to make this a reality. And you're paying these bills anyways. <laughs> so let's maximize on those deductions so that to Bill's point, you're getting that large of a return or you're paying that much less in tax at a very minimum. So the interesting thing here is the IRS is actually going to pay them to go to the event. So if you're in the, even if you're in the 25% tax bracket here, let's do this math. You're in the 25% tax bracket. You're going to pay for a lot of this stuff anyway. You're may, you're getting over $5,000 back. Well, the event only costs $2,500. So you got $5,000 back. You're, you're doubling your money by going to the event. So, and here's, here's the other thing that I see here is you're going to leave that event with information that nobody can take from you right. with a belief change that no one can take from you. It's not a thing that you leave with it's knowledge and belief. And that's the thing that I that I truly know will drive your success in this industry and any other industry is information and belief. Those two combined are so powerful that it can't be stopped. Like, honestly, I, I say it all the time. You can take everything that I own. You can take all my money, all my things, everything, everything. And I will get back out there and I will make it all back. For sure. With the information and the belief that I have. It's because I believe that I can. I know it's possible. I've done it before. I can do it again. That's why you see people who have made a ton of money go broke and come back. And that's why you see lottery winners get rich and then go broke because they don't have the belief. And so it's very, very interesting to watch all this. So if you're sitting there on the fence, like this podcast and this video and this information is meant to give you a little nudge. If you have the tap on your shoulder, if you have that calling to go and you're trying to refuse that call right now for some reason, like money, well, we're here to tell you that you should not refuse this call. You should say yes. You should listen to that little tap on your shoulder and you should go because Tommy and his team at Flip Hacking Live are going to show you the next step of exactly how you can take advantage of this. They'll be there. They're going to show you how. They'll, they'll, they have an entire presentation there. They're going to talk you through the next step of exactly how you can take the next step to write all this stuff off. And that's, I want to give you that little nudge that little push that I needed to go to the event that I needed to join the mastermind that I needed to do all the things that I've done in my life. I needed a little nudge sometimes until now I'm a huge flywheel that just says yes to everything. I just renewed $150,000 mastermind yesterday. And uh, that's one year I paid it last year and I just paid it again this year. 
And so like, and it did, you know how long it took me? Five seconds. You know who else I asked permission for? From? Nobody. And I know the benefit. I know the value. It's there. I mean, I couldn't say no. So you guys will get there. You'll get that momentum. No, I love that. I think it's well, we, we went to an event last weekend, literally that cost us over a hundred thousand dollars and it's so worth it. The relationships, the knowledge, the motivation, leaving, those are all things that you really can't put a number on. And, uh, I'm excited to be there. Thank you for the opportunity to let me speak while I'm there. Cause I can't wait to not only talk about entity structure, but I am going to have some higher level information of recent tax code changes what's changed um, within the tax code for some of the high income earners and some of your altitude members to make sure I'm bringing as much value to, as possible to as many people as possible. So I look forward to being there. If you have additional questions on this, make sure to catch me at the event and feel free to ask any of these questions that you may have. Um, we'll be there the whole weekend. I'm looking forward to it. So if you guys, uh, if you guys want to see Tommy, you want to jump into this, go to fliphackinglive.com, grab your ticket. The next steps are there. He'll be there. We are, we're leaving you hanging a little bit on purpose. This is my little nudge. Okay. Come on, come to the event. You know that you want to. And, uh, and if, if cost is stopping you, I hope that I just showed you why it shouldn't and why now you should say, Oh, Hey, I actually do want to follow this dream. Wow. There's more money to be had. I can go to this event and have more depreciation, more write-offs, more, more things that I can do as a business. And, uh, and the next step is right there. So really exciting stuff. I'm thankful to Tommy and his team. The other thing that I want to do is I will drop a link that if you are like, I cannot wait, like, I'm not going to wait three weeks. I'll drop a link for you guys where you can reach out to them and their team. Okay. So I'll drop a link here. That way you guys can reach out to them. If you're like, okay, I, I can't wait. I need to talk to Tommy today. Then, and, and you got something urgent. They do a lot of other stuff. They'll talk about it at the event. Um, I'll drop a link there and you guys can reach out and chat with them uh, even beforehand. They look at their calendar, all that stuff. So um, does that work? Is that okay? Yeah, that's great. I'm happy to do it. That's no big deal at all. Okay. Uh, I am thankful to you for coming on to giving them this information. So uh, hopefully we nailed it. This is how the IRS can pay for and potentially pay you to go to Flip Hacking Live. So uh, really you don't have any money excuse again. I got so, I've got i been like chatting with a bunch of people on Facebook Messenger and stuff like that. And uh, the overwhelming response is like, I can't afford it. And my, my I, I don't even know how to tell you guys this, but you can't afford not to go, okay? You can't afford not to. And so we just showed you a way where you can have the IRS uh, pay for it. Um, I'm going to show you the fact, I think if, you, if you're saying that you can't afford it, to be honest with you, it's the fact that you don't believe that you can take the information from that event and go use it to make a ton of money. So I believe in you. So does everybody else that steps on that stage. Tommy, everybody else that's on the stage and at that event, they believe that you can do it. And a lot of times what we need to do is we need to transfer belief from one person who has more certainty to you that has less certainty. And when you see that your certainty and your belief will start going up and you will find the energy and the power to go do the things that you know that you need to accomplish on the backside of that. So leave the place that you're at, come to this place in Orlando, come be with us, see this totally different world, these different people that all want to support you and be around you and inspire you and cheerlead you instead of tear you down and pull you down and say, you can't everybody where you're going to go says that you can 
And that's the difference. So we just showed you how you can afford it, how you can go, and how you can be successful with the information afterwards. So uh, we believe in you. I believe in you. Time believes in you. Everybody is there. They believe in you sometimes more than you believe in yourself. And that's really the thing that's holding you back. So I want to logically give you a reason why you should go. And then I want to I want to give you this 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 motivational reason why you have to go and and then just say one more time like you got 3 weeks to make a decision or it's just like your taxes it's going to be a whole nother year before you get the opportunity to come to this event with us we don't do this every month we do this once a year we open it up to our people and i want you to stop saying i'll go next year i want you to say i'm going to go right now and go on the computer go to flippackinglive.com grab your ticket and we'll see you there tommy Thanks for uh, being on with me, man. It was fun. I love it. Thank you. Pleasure as always, Bill. I'll see you at the event. Okay. Bye. All right, everybody. Go to flipbackinglive.com. I'll see you guys later. Bye.